booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We're going to have to real, have a real conversation on how that impacts those mom and pop stores. New York City's mayor and New York's governor addressed New York City's future in a post-pandemic world. And a coast-to-coast deadly storm impacting the Northeast today and tomorrow. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried fighting extradition to the United States. The Paul Pelosi hammer attack suspect may plea insanity related to charges in the assault of the House Speaker's husband. Former President Donald Trump teasing today's major announcement on his social media platform, Truth Social. New York's governor and New York City's mayor delivering joint speeches yesterday on the future of the Big Apple following the coronavirus pandemic, addressing less foot traffic, things like affordable housing and empty office uh, space right here in Manhattan. Governor Hochul has an ambitious goal of building 800,000 new housing units over the next decade to address an affordable housing crisis. And we know that New York is the place that workers, families, and businesses want to be, but many cannot afford to move here. Hochul said the city seems to have plateaued post-pandemic, citing lower office occupancy, lower subway ridership, and decreased foot traffic in Midtown. She vowed to make business districts stronger. Mayor Adams says there needs to be a conversion of how remote work impacts those mom-and-pop stores. Yes, we're going to have a combination of remote work. We're going to have to real, have a real conversation on how that impacts those mom-and-pop stores that depend on the foot traffic. He calls it a moonshot moment to redefine what businesses are like. The mayor said potentially violent people cannot continue to be allowed to return to the streets, alluding to the need for bail reform. 77 WABC Weather Alerts. Winter storm advisories and warnings have been posted for parts of the tri-state. A deadly coast-to-coast storm system will impact the Northeast today and tomorrow, bringing 35 to 40 mile-per-hour winds and rain along the coast and some interior sections. Snow and sleet to areas north and west. National Weather Service meteorologist Frank Pereira says starting this weekend, temperatures will also drop dramatically across the East Coast. Pretty much every area east of the Rockies will see uh, below normal to well below normal temperatures as we move through next week into the uh, Christmas weekend. No bail for fallen FTX mogul Sam Bankman-Fried, who told a judge in the Bahamas he will fight extradition to the United States where he faces an eight-count indictment related to the $32 billion collapse of his failed cryptocurrency exchange. He pleaded with the judge about his vegan diet and attention deficit disorder, proposing $250,000 bail to no avail. Jason Trenner, chair and CEO of Strategist Research Partners, spoke to the Sit and Friends in the Morning program. There's probably more things we're going to learn as this goes on, but by the same token, this really hurt people that were, let's face it, speculating. What's remarkable are the, in my opinion, are the institutional investors, 
the Sequoias, the big private equity firms, the big Wall Street firms, they got snookered by this guy as well. In the U.S., Safrida is indicted on a slew of federal charges, including fraud and making illegal campaign contributions. Well, new revelations about that hammer attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The suspect, David DePape, allegedly broke into the Pelosi's San Francisco home back on October 28th, seeking to kidnap the speaker who was out of town and instead beating her 82-year-old husband, Paul, with a hammer. A San Francisco police investigator testified yesterday. DePape told police there is evil in Washington, and he was looking to harm Pelosi because she is second in line for the presidency. San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins weighed in on whether or not DePape could plead insanity. That is something that is normal in criminal cases. We will, of course, prepare accordingly should that be what he does. Pelosi was knocked unconscious and woke up in a pool of blood. He later underwent surgery to repair a skull fracture and serious injuries to his right arm and hands. America needs a superhero. Well, former President Donald Trump there teasing an upcoming announcement with a superhero-themed video Wednesday bidding his truth social followers with a promise of a major announcement today. In the 15-second clip, the 76-year-old Trump told viewers that America needs a superhero. Fantastical music blared as the screen cut away to an animation of the former president posing like Superman in front of Trump Tower, tearing open his business suit to reveal a chiseled T-logo bodysuit and laser-like eyes. The message concludes with a text promising a major announcement on uh, December 15th, of course, today. So that is expected on Truth Social. Well, the holidays are here, and it's time to help make a difference. This morning, Talk Radio 77 WABC is teaming up with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for our holiday radiothon. That starts at 6 a.m., Help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Season of Hope. Now, all the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more at wabcradio.com slash donate. Well, the U.S. House of Representatives has approved a short-term measure. They did so last night that extends funding for federal agencies for one week. Now, that'll give Congress additional time to finish crafting a massive longer-term spending package. The vote, 224 to 201, with Republicans joining Democrats. House and Senate appropriations leaders from both parties have expressed optimism towards reaching a deal on the legislation funding the federal government through the end of the fiscal year, September 30th. However, Florida's Senator Rick Scott said he would fight against the bill. You know, families like my grew up, I grew up in a poor family. We lived in public housing. I watched my mom struggle to put food on the, on the table and gas in the car. That's what's going on around, around the state. On top of that, we have people in Florida that are going to food, food banks that have never been to a food bank before. I know people that re- delay their retirement or come out of retirement because it's unbelievable inflation. House and Senate negotiators are working towards a roughly $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package for the next fiscal year. The Biden administration on Wednesday proposed a ban on misleading ads for Medicare Advantage plans. Now, in some cases, these ads have convinced older Americans to sign up for plans that actually don't cover their doctors or their prescriptions. 
The president also announced that seniors with diabetes on Medicare will pay no more than $35 a month for their insulin. In January, they won't have to choose between paying their insulin, paying for their insulin, and in many cases, putting food on the table. The rule proposed by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services would do things like ban ads that market Medicare Advantage plans with confusing words, imagery, or logos. The new regulation would also prohibit ads that don't specifically mention a health insurance plan by name. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is calling on legislators to do away with the state's runoff system for, for general elections. Now, he argues that the process places too heavy a burden on voters and election officials. His comments come just over a week after Georgia held its second Senate runoff election in less than two years. The race saw Senator Raphael Warnock defeat Republican Herschel Walker, adding one more seat to Democrats' Senate majority. Voting is faith put into action. And Georgia, you have been praying with your lips and your legs. On part of Warnock's victory speech there, state law in Georgia currently requires a candidate to receive more than 50 percent of the vote in a general election to win outright. And if no candidate hits that threshold, the race then heads to a runoff between the top two vote getters. Outgoing White House medical advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci said Wednesday that he doesn't have a clue what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis hopes to accomplish by calling for a state grand jury investigation into alleged crimes related to COVID-19 vaccines. Fauci on CNN. I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe and has saved literally millions of lives. And DeSantis Tuesday announced his office had petitioned for a grand jury investigation into alleged crimes and wrongdoing against Floridians related to the development, promotion and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccines. And the governor also shared plans to establish the Public Health Integrity Committee due to the distrust of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Grant Wall, the American soccer reporter who collapsed and died while covering the World Cup in Qatar last week, died of an aortic aneurysm that ruptured, his wife, Dr. Celine Gounder, said on Wednesday. She said the tributes to her late husband are touching and bringing her comfort. She appeared on CBS. I want people to remember him as this kind, generous person who was really dedicated to social justice. Uh, you know, I think that's another aspect of soccer that was really important to him that, you know, promoting the women's game, um, you know, the recent statements he had made about LGBT rights. It, that was that was Grant. Wall collapsed while covering Friday's Argentina-Netherlands match and was later declared dead. He was 49 years old. He had covered soccer for more than two decades, including 11 World Cups. Sweetie Muir Akizi, a U.S. Air Force veteran whose family says that he was captured by pro-Russian separatists in Ukraine earlier this year, has now been freed in a prisoner swap, according to a senior Ukrainian official. Mira Kizi spoke to ABC News after being released about the torture he says he experienced while in prison. They interrogated me, punched me in the face, and then uh, a, few, a few days later, uh, used electricity, uh, punched me in the stomach. But that wasn't the worst part. The worst part for me was uh, just hearing other people screaming, hearing women screaming, women being tortured. It was just, uh, it was just crazy. 
He was captured by pro-Russian forces in the southern city of Kershon back in early June. He was falsely accused of taking part in pro-Ukrainian protests. Andrei Yermak, the head of Ukraine's presidential office, wrote on Twitter Wednesday that Murakizi was released alongside 64 Ukrainian prisoners of war who had been fighting in the Donetsk and Lushank regions. 77 WABC News Time 515. Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. And we'll start on the hardwood here. The Knicks, they took care of the Bulls in Chicago by a score of 128 to 120. Julius Randle, he continued to look like a 2020 version of himself with 31 points to lead the contest in scoring. Jalen Brunson was stellar as well with 30 big ones, including this nasty step back three that broke the Bulls' Alex Caruso's ankles and settled the score in overtime. We weren't even sure Jalen Brunson was going to play tonight. Hurt his foot on Sunday, and he comes up with a 30-point game despite being questionable coming in. Hello, Jalen Brunson. What a night. Alex Caruso, the man standing between him and the bucket. Looks like he loses his footing. Jalen sticks the three, and then, oh, yeah. I mean, he just starts barking at that baseline. That call courtesy of ESPN. The win makes five straight for the Knicks who now sit two games over 500 and in sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Up next for the Knickerbockers is a bit of a Groundhog Day scenario as they're scheduled to play the Bulls again in Chicago tonight. That tip-off is set for 8 p.m. Eastern time. And Week 15 kicks off tonight in Seattle between the Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football. Kickoff is set for 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Looking ahead to this Sunday locally, the Jets are currently one-point underdogs for a 1 p.m. kickoff at home against the Detroit Lions. And the Giants have a huge divisional matchup lined up in Washington against the Commanders as four-and-a-half-point dogs. That kickoff is scheduled uh, for primetime Sunday night at 8.20 p.m. Eastern. And the finals are set for your 2022 World Cup, where Argentina will meet the defending champions in France come Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. France crushed Morocco's underdog story yesterday with a 2-0 victory in the semis. To move on and looking ahead to local action tonight on the ice, uh, just on the ice, that is. The Rangers welcome in the Toronto Maple Leafs at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and the Devils get set to welcome in the Philadelphia Flyers at 7 p.m. as well. And, of course, you have the aforementioned Knicks in Chicago against the Bulls at 8. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The market responding to another rate hike from the Fed. Stocks fell immediately following yesterday's 50 basis point rate hike. The Dow Jones Industrials closed 142 points lower. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the Fed still needs more evidence that inflation is coming down. Economists forecast the Fed's rate hike campaign will extend well through the new year. Initial jobless claims forecast to have risen slightly last week. Economists targeting 232,000 unemployment benefit claims, up 2,000 from the previous week. The job market remains tight. Wall Street expects November retail sales to have fallen 0.2%. That's a significant decline from October when sales unexpectedly surged more than a percent higher. Disappointing Black Friday numbers hinting consumers have tightened their budgets in the holiday shopping season. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Checking futures this morning, everything's in the red. The Dow down 283 points, down 0.83% at 33,956. S&P's dropped 43 and three-quarter points. NASDAQ down 159 and three-quarter points. Gold down $31.10 an ounce at $1,787.70. Crude oil at $77.08 a barrel this morning. That's down 20 cents. The WABC Early News. Yeah, for Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. That massive blaze at the NYPD's Brooklyn Impound Warehouse appears to have been accidental. Flames ended up tearing through this Red Hook facility on Tuesday. The warehouse is used by the NYPD to house a variety of evidence dating back to the 1980s. Former NYPD chief Terry Monahan says even though items are lost... Everything should be documented in databases. At least what the evidence showed should be documented somewhere. It's just that physical evidence that will be done. Paul Giacomo, head of the NYPD Detective Endowment Association, told The Post Wednesday afternoon that materials at this warehouse, such as data, DNA, and fingerprints, are backed up on a computer. No official cause has been released, but police sources said the inferno does not appear to be criminal in nature and detectives are eyeing things like electrical issues or even outdated wiring or old generators. Two men now have been arrested in connection with November's fatal shooting outside Levan 541. That's an event venue down on West 56th Street in Chelsea. 30-year-old Lamani DeLima of Queens and 32-year-old LaShawn DeLima of Brooklyn, both charged now with murder in that November 12th fatal shooting of 42-year-old Ratsamar Grant of Queens. Mark Perez is an employee at that venue, and he spoke to ABC7 following the murders last month. It was kind of scary because like, uh, we saw like, a lot of police officers and ambulances, so we didn't know actually what happened, but uh, we knew that something bad happened. A 32-year-old woman who's actually an off-duty assistant deputy warden at the Rikers Island Jail facility was shot in her leg, as was a 37-year-old man during that incident. Both survived. Well, some frightening moments right near a school in Yonkers. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Criminal charges are pending after gunshots were fired near a Yonkers school early Wednesday morning. Police say it happened in the area of La Martine and Warburton Avenues. No one was hurt. A local school was placed on lockdown out of an abundance of caution. Authorities managing to stop a suspect's vehicle and place a person of interest in custody. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Well, cops out on Long Island have made a major haul. They executed a search warrant in Long Beach Wednesday discovering several hundred stolen catalytic converters inside of a van along with several million dollars, yes, million dollars in cash that was found on a table. And this discovery, part of those results that stem from Operation Cat Track, that's a year-long investigation aimed at stopping a 300% increase in catalytic converter thefts due to precious metals inside that are very pricey. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman. This last year in the tri-state area, the theft of catalytic converters have gone up over 300%. Now inside these converters, platinum, palladium, and the most wanted element, rhodium, which sells for $12,000 an ounce. Nassau County's Police Commissioner Patrick Ryder said that when those three metals are crushed, it turns into a powder, and that powder creates these precious metals. There's now been an arrest in the nearly year-old murder case of Lamar Brown. 
77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. 25-year-old Jose Reyes faces murder and weapons charges as well as tampering with evidence. Earlier this year, police were called to a building on West 176th Street in Washington Heights. In the lobby, they found Brown shot in the abdomen. He was pronounced dead soon after. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Families all across New York City say that money is being stolen from their SNAP benefits. They they say now their pleas for help have gone ignored, unnoticed by state and city agencies despite all these complaints. Dozens of families have now reached out to New York Assembly member Khalil Anderson for help. Recipients are finding that the balance of their cards are wiped out. SNAP resident, 50-year-old Lakeisha Martinez of the Rockaways, is one of those affected. She told PIX11 she swiped her SNAP card and found the balance was zero. The amount stolen from Martinez's SNAP card in July was $900. And she says she has to try and use that money to help support herself and her four grandkids. When I swiped the card to feed them, all of it was gone. So when we look back to see where it was at, it was in California. We don't live in California. I've never been to California. Now, Anderson said his office is getting dozens of calls just like Martinez, and he is seeing a troubling spike in benefit fraud, and his constituents as well, he said, are becoming victims of card skimming. He says that more than 2,200 families could be impacted by these thefts. New York City Corrections Commissioner Luis Molina says he doubts that the troubled Rikers Island jail complex will end up meeting the city's goal of closing in five years. Three years ago, the New York City Council passed a plan to shut down Rikers Island and open new jails all across the city. As part of that plan, the city must reduce its jail population to 3,300 by 2027 when Rikers is slated to shut down. Here's Molina. I mean, we have done internally population forecasts that we think the population in 2024 could be over 7,000. But I don't see them being at 3,300 in less than four years if nothing else changes um, with the administration and adjudication of the administration of justice at the court levels. So there are now more than 5,900 detainees in city jails, a population that has been on the rise over the past year. His comments come two days after the latest death on Rikers Island. Edgardo Mejias died on Sunday. His death is under investigation. The city avoided a federal takeover of the Rikers Island jail complex back in November when a federal judge gave the city more time to address issues at the notorious complex. Well, the holidays are here and it is time to help make a difference. This morning, Talk Radio 77 WABC is teaming up with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for our Holiday Radiothon. Now, that starts at 6 this morning. Help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. Right now, you can donate just $11 a month or more if you decide to do that at wabcradio.com slash donate. Well, we know here in New York City, uh, we're fighting the rat population, also uh, cockroaches, uh, an issue. And now a researcher at Oregon State University has found actually a new species of ancient cockroach preserved in amber. 
Frank Diaz has the story. The 30-million-year-old specimen was encased in a piece of amber from the Dominican Republic. It's also the first fossil cockroach to be found with sperm cells. It's the only one ever found in Dominican amber. It also has no living descendants in that area or anywhere else in the West Indies. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.